welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to be joined by Scott Schutte. Scott is a longtime produce retail executive whose award-winning career has included stops at Sprouts, Bosch's, Fresh Time, and AJ's Fine Foods. Scott and I got to talking about the time-honored practice of checking out your competition to see what ideas you could borrow and repurpose for your own stores. So, of course, Scott and I ended up finding so many examples that I decided to make our rather lengthy conversation into a multi-part series. We described these examples as we talked about them, of course, but you can also look at the photos of these examples on my LinkedIn page. To find me there, just search Ashley Nickel, that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-N-I-C-K-L-E. And speaking of my LinkedIn, if you have topics that you would like to hear about on the program, please send me a message. I started this podcast as a place for produce retail folks to learn from each other. And so I would love to hear what it is that you want to learn. Now, in today's episode, we are focusing on signage. We talk about types of signs, prioritizing which items get special signs, placement of signs, and much more. So without further ado, let's head on over to that conversation with Scott Schutte. I see that uh, you've got up on the screen right now some examples of, of some signage here. And um, pick both of these. Uh, one of them um, uh, was from a, uh, a Sprouts Farmers Market uh, that was doing a big campaign on education and informational signage that really did a great job letting the customers know um, maybe something that might be obvious to you and I, but they've never tried an Envy Apple before. They've never tried the Cosmic Crisp and many of the other new varieties of, of great apples that are out there. So they don't know anything about them. You know, they don't know if they're like a Granny Smith apple and would be best for cooking or how they would rank close to the uh, ever popular Honeycrisp apple. So uh, Sprouts has done a really good job with a nice campaign on some educational and informational signage that they've attached to the regular signage that really gets uh, down to the flavor profile of the actual product. And it even gives some great tips on how to be able to uh, to use that item. But helps the consumer really decide and understand what some of these new items are all about. The other great example there um, is one of my favorites uh, because it is a extreme uh, big help for those cashiers at the front of the uh, registers when it comes to proper and correct item identification. And it's a sign that basically explains for that organic shopper, hey, use our organic green bags. They're recyclable, biodegradable, and all the other good stuff, but they help identify the organic product that's going into those bags. And so when that bag gets on the uh, front conveyor belt of the, of the register, the cashier is pretty easy to notice that it's in a green bag. It must be organic. But I thought that that was a very clever piece of signage that helped the customer really understand how important those those green bags were in many different aspects. But those are a couple little signage nuggets that I was able to pick up. Absolutely. And for those listeners who were, are just on the audio version here and, and can't see the pictures we're looking at, Scott was describing um, the, the over the Envy Apple display. The first they've got there, their price sign is primary and it's got the PLU on there. It's got Envy Apples, the price point again, of course, on there, healthy savings at the top, which I thought, you know, again, calling out that, that value first. But then, like you mentioned, Scott, that little additional nugget, the flavor and the tip on how how you use it, right? 
And then, like you said, on the other side, uh, on those green bags for organic purchases, not only, like you said, are are they making things easier for the folks at the register, but in little font underneath, it also says recycle after use. So especially for those shoppers who are, you know, are really wanting to, to make sure they take into account, you know, protecting the environment, there's that little nugget on there too. So I thought those were, were excellent examples. And for quick clarification on the uh, NB Apple sign, um, that was the type of signage that was used specifically on um, some of those uh, newer type varieties. You didn't have a sign like that on the Red Delicious apples, as an example, um, or the uh, Granny Smith apples that everybody's very familiar with. But a lot of the new varieties had that type of signage. It really helped uh, with a great sales pitch and helped uh, maybe a, an old Red Delicious customer graduate to that uh, Envy apple as a new customer. Great transition, Sean. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point, Scott, is that, that you know, when, when folks are deciding, okay, what do we highlight with these signs? How many of these do we want to, you know, put out? We can't do it for everything. Those trade-up opportunities are, are really what you want to highlight with that, I'm sure. Absolutely. Or that, that strategic promotional time of year where, you know, it is uh, apple season or it might be a citrus season or it might be, you know, summer stone fruit season or whatever the the time of year might be uh, taking that opportunity to uh, to use signage like that, um, not 365 days a year, but in key times a year, I think is very effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these were some additional examples of the signage that you flagged. We've got um, both handmade signs and then printed banners too. Tell us a little bit about operationally some of the pros and cons here, um, in addition to kind of the the different look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these are some great examples that uh, I was able to uh, take a look at and see on a uh, business trip back to uh, New York. And this was at uh, a Wegman store that uh, these guys did an absolute phenomenal job with, um, you know, those farmers market old school style hand printed, hand painted uh, signs that they used. Uh, recyclable, they look like they were very inexpensive to be able to do. Um, but to your original point, um, I'm not sure every team member in the store has the skill set to be able to do handwritten signage like this. So I'm sure there's a, a key team member or two or maybe three that has the skill set to be able to, to do some of the signage or maybe it's a, a complete different program that, um, that I'm not aware of that, um, might be done in mass quantity and then sent out to their stores. But I thought it was a, a very clever, unique, uh, what seemed to be inexpensive way to uh, represent uh, price points and the items along with the PLUs and some of the values that uh, these items represented with handmade signage. I thought that was pretty cool. On the opposite side of it, um, these folks were into the banner signage um, in a very big way and did an excellent job with very large banner signs that uh, told the complete story instantly without having the customer having to take the time to really read into it to understand it. Uh, it just really screamed out the obvious savings when you get into the family pack program and you start buying items that are six-pack bell peppers or three-pack hothouse cucumbers or six-pack tomatoes or 
whatever the family pack item was, the translation or the correlation of saving up to uh, 30% or more um, was pretty obvious with the banner type signage that they had hanging above all these displays and these items. So I thought that was some very good examples of uh, how effective uh, banner signage can be. And uh, it's something that I know um, in my past that I haven't been used to using. Um, we're talking about signs that are, you know, somewhere around, you know, a three by six foot um, uh, platform or foundation as far as the space that they take up. But uh, it's easy to see how effective they can actually be when used correctly with the right type of merchandising. So another good little nugget that I found. Absolutely. Well, and to your point, doing the math for people, right, is Absolutely. always helpful. So when there, when there are, you know, multiple SKUs, but the discount is all within a certain, you know, family compared to the individual product, that's a great opportunity to, that probably Absolutely. a lot of times is there, but just not, you know, stated that explicitly. Yeah. Again, uh, I think I probably should have started with this in the beginning of our conversation, but when when I visit um, retailers, uh, the competition or retailers in general, I always put on my customer hat and think like a customer and feel like a customer to the best of my ability. And one of the first things I thought about when I saw that, you know, you can save 30% is how important to me that is right now during today's day and age of uh, the value shopper and how much uh, consumers are, are, are struggling to stretch a paycheck and to uh, fill up that grocery cart on uh, you know, the cheapest possible price uh, available to them, but how well that resonates right now in today's day and age of saving upwards of 30% or more, so. Absolutely. And then I think this was, I believe, yeah, yeah, these were the last examples that you had on signage, which were, focused on the positioning and location of the signs. And I thought this was very cool. So I'll just describe kind of, again, for our, our listeners who who are who may not be sure. seeing this, but we've got one set of signs that are in an onion display, but instead of being at the top or at the bottom and kind of flush with the display, they're on this little fixture that kind of sticks out and you've got sort of the the floating sign over and in the display so it really is kind of a 3d kind of pop out of the display effect yeah and to your point you don't see a lot of that style of signage you always see it at the top or you see it at the bottom of the display but this has that uh, telescopic sign holder that kind of elevates the sign and floats it above the product um, it does a great job doing that and showcasing the price but really does a great job um, announcing that price point. They had a great price point on uh, both of the the onions that were sale and they were everyday low prices on that uh, particular onion display that really allowed the customer to notice that uh, that sign was in a special location because that item had a special value to it and it highlighted the value very well in that in that particular instance. And this other example that you've pulled, I can see on the sign that this is also from Wegmans, which isn't surprising. They do a, a wonderful job at a lot of things. Yeah, the masters, of, the, uh, the, masters of, the masters of signage, for sure. I will say that um, after my visit, very precise on their methodology with signage, um, very effective with their, their use of signage. And when you talk about sight lines in the store, 
Um, often you talk about not having signage cover up the consumer sightline. So signage would be blocking or impairing their visibility to, to products throughout the store. And so Wegmans uh, did a very good job of utilizing some very well um, positioned space that's up high above all the product. Um, it's not interfering with the sight line of product, but not only did they have uh, great pieces of finished signage, they strategically had positioned spotlights on the signage that really broadcasted and announced some huge value in the value added package salad section. Some of them were everyday prices, uh, some of them were sale prices, but as you were coming down the aisle between the color of the signage, the size of the signage, the position of the signage, and uh, that bold lighting that was just shining on it perfectly, you really got a great feeling or a great impression on uh, some value items that uh, you needed to be on the lookout for as you came down that aisle. So great use of signage over at that location. Well, and I'm so glad that you called out the lighting too on those, Scott, because I'm, it seems to me that would be especially important because since those aren't eye level, you do need something a little extra to make sure to, to give folks the best opportunity to notice those. And it, it seems like they certainly did that. Absolutely. A plus. Back in the studio now, a huge thank you to Scott for sharing his expertise. And thank you to our listeners for joining us as well. Next up in the series with Scott will be pricing. We'll talk about pricing by the each and by weight, multiple pricing, price points that communicate value, and much, much more. And one last thing before you go, if you are learning from or otherwise enjoying these conversations, please do rate and review the podcast. That support helps me keep it rolling, lets me to continue to bring you insight from some really wonderful and knowledgeable people throughout this industry. Thank you again for joining us, and we will see you again next time on the Produce Retail Podcast.